0: Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. As speakers, we are all being called to adjust. Many of our clients and prospects are now requesting digital content. In today's episode, Pivot with Virtual Events, Brian Fanzo, who's occupied this space for years, will let us in on what we all need to know to pull off successful virtual events. Do you have your iPad or yellow pad ready to take notes? Let's get started. On this segment of Voices of Experience, we have the Brian Fanzo. Now, some of you, if you just happen to not be familiar with Brian, I don't know where you've been hiding, his live videos have entertained me for the past couple of years. He's so engaging. He's so on the pulse of all the late-breaking things. And if you want to hear an interesting number on why he was chosen to talk to us on this episode of Voices of Experience, he has participated in over 3,000. 600 live streams since 2014. Brian when do you sleep?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. I've actually weirdly enough and you didn't know this at a time uh, since 1999 since I was a senior in high school uh, I haven't required that much sleep and my my mom got me tested in high school and college uh, even after I got diagnosed with ADHD, they're like, you have to adjust. And so I've been very blessed. Four to six hours a night is uh, really what I need uh, max. So I, d- I do leverage that, but I-, I also do sleep
0: sometimes. That is amazing because if I only get four hours of sleep, everyone should hide, Ryan. (laughs) It's not going to be pretty. But luckily for us, you have used all this extra time to develop this knowledge that you're so willing to share with us, as many of us are just now starting to pivot into a space you've occupied for years. And so let's go ahead and just get into the questions. The first one I have to ask you is, what is the difference between just blah webinars and polished, engaging ones. Because now, many of us are being called to do webinars, so we have those trusty, old PowerPoints, and, and we're just taking the talks we already have, and we're just sitting in front of a Zoom screen. What's the difference between just boring and really, really good?
1: So, you know, I think, you know, as speakers, we have the greatest luxury in the world when we get on stage, we have a captured audience, which really, if you think about it, is the greatest gift we have, because, you know, although they might have their phone or laptops in front of them, they, they are captured. And when we move into this digital world, even before uh, coronavirus impact, that not only were was the, you know, the online customer distracted, but, you know, we have multiple tabs open, we have things happening around us, our phone in our hands, and now throw, in, the fact that we're forced to be home, uh, you know, my children are out of school for the rest of the year, you know, we have the you know, doorbell ringing, we have, you know, not only that, but we have more choices than we've ever had before, right. and I think for the longest time, you know, I've always liked to set the stage that, you know, part of what I do is the the synergy between technology and humanity, and kind of figuring mm-hmm. out that, you know, kind of synergy between uh, the two of them, and I've always believed that, you know, virtual events will never replace what we do offline, okay. but we've also never spent a lot of our time, giving the the, the credibility to virtual events that they could, they actually need, and really part of that comes down to we have to reinvent the way that we're we're sharing our knowledge because of that disconnected, distracted too many choices available to us consumer and so you know the traditional webinar if you think about it was okay we're going to deliver some kind of content one directional right. and we're going to share it most of the time for a long time it was without even video so it was no <laughs> eyeballs just a voice you know over the screen and you know it it, it served a purpose I, and, I, and there was plenty of reasons why it was implemented but mm. if we are going to compete with Netflix, YouTube, podcasts, you know, gaming, phone notifications, children asking to run around in the backyard. We have to kind of think differently when it comes to that attention span. And it's not just because they're, you know, the average attention span has eight seconds, you know, that we hear a lot, you know, from a goldfish concept, but it's really, you know, how do we not not only maintain attention, but I think probably the most important piece is how do we think of the content we're creating from a virtual first perspective? And what I mean, by that is when we're on stage, we are stuck with, you know, and and stuck is the nice way of saying it, (laughs) the the stage, Mm -hmm. we have the microphone and we have slides that are on screen, right? Right. But we don't have, you know, many of the things like, you know, bringing in a hologram, adding four people on stage with us for five minutes and then sending them on their way. Those Mm -hmm. kind of things just don't even seem Logical or possible in the traditional offline world. Mm-hmm. Well, in the virtual world, we have all of these things at our disposal. And so, mm-hmm. when we're looking at this, we have to start thinking about and saying not only how do we capture attention and maintain attention or right. compete with the you know YouTubes of the world, but how do we leverage all of these other virtual aspects to convey our message in different ways? And you know that can be everything from you know bringing in quotes or bringing in you know audio components. You you know incorporating you know we've always said as speakers we would love more feedback from the audience well right if we get on video and we can't see the audience, uh, you know, in the virtual space, a webinar, for example, okay. that's a big disconnect. And for speakers, it's it's hard to convey our passion. It's hard to even remember to smile, you know, when we're not looking at somebody. But it's, it's also one of those places where that audience is watching and they're willing to engage, give feedback. We just have to figure out how to, you know, make that, you know, a, a priority. And I always say part of what Our job is when it comes into creating a interactive virtual experience, is shrinking the distance between us and that audience, right? And the distance is, you know, we're we're looking to a screen or a camera; they're looking into, you know, a screen. And for us, it's how do we how do we bring them closer? How do we get them to keep? our tab on the front, you know, the front tab. And I will tell you one of the things that I don't think we're talking about enough at this moment is we also have to educate the audience because if someone has been attending webinars for the last 10 years, we almost have a, we have just this idea. You, you attend, you put it as another tab, you move to your tab for email and you start working. Right. And you're listening. (laughs) You're like, it's the truth. It's kind of watching me, (laughs) (laughs) Brian. So you're like, it's one of those things, right? It's, it's, that is part of our our daily habits, and so it's even in the terminology, right? And I think you know, I've done a lot of live streams, as you kind of kicked off. But even live streams are different. And I think if we if we look at this in a most simplistic way of moving forward, I've been breaking down the sh- in a strategy perspective three types of video that we would use, and then kind of going it from there. And I and I refer to it as pre recorded video. Mm-hmm produced video and then live video and if you think of it this way the pre-recorded is the idea where we're delivering our talk however long it may be okay. and doing it recorded you know pre-recorded ahead of time so we can tweak the audio so we can have multiple takes let's mm-hmm. be real that's that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely a nice advantage but you know there isn't any interactivity you know okay. and then we have produced video which would be something that would include b-roll it would include multiple different shots multiple different angles and really you know much more of that featured film documentary type of uh of video but that can be very valuable especially in in short um you know spurts in different parts of our presentation and then live video and so you know for me live streaming it's interesting it I was not, I didn't go to school for video or, or, you know, anything digital production, not marketing or anything in that space. I've always loved telling stories. I think for speakers, that's a no brainer. And what live video did for me was YouTube intimidated me. You you needed a thumbnail and SEO and hashtags and all of these things. They, it just intimidated me. I was scared of that, but I've never, my mom likes to say I came out of the womb talking, right? So talking has never (laughs) been a problem. And live streaming for me was this unfiltered ability to press a button, have access to a community that's giving you feedback and not have to worry about all of those, those pieces. And so I call live video participatory content. Okay, and what I mean by that is the audience that's watching gets to ask questions and also dictate where you're gonna go And I think with these virtual events where we're moving live video has value, but it's not everything right? And so if you're giving a presentation and you're not gonna use that audience feedback during the 20 minutes of your presentation It shouldn't be live because live now is adding all of these components And so it's an interesting piece because what I'm helping a lot of the clients that I work with now is let's do a pre-recorded video where I can do it multiple takes we can make sure the audio is great and and while that pre-record is going I'll be engaging in the chat you know answering questions dropping some links and then as soon as the pre record is over, let's pull in me as a live video and I'll take questions I'll interact with the host so this is where we have to start thinking a little bit differently not only in what does this all mean but what is the advantage for each? Because I think we have a tendency, to, you know, a couple of the events I've worked with recently, they were like, we're only doing pre-recorded. I don't want to risk live. And live does come with lots of other pieces, but right. I think webinars in the past, and let's face it, the reason we didn't spend a lot of time there was because the audience wasn't giving us a lot of focus. The events weren't, you know, putting a lot of budget in that area right. and it just wasn't in our, in our, you know, world. And so now that it's definitely a focus, right. I think it's up to us as speakers to- understand all of the things that are available to us. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I'm, I'm a big geek. And so I've actually, over the last two weeks, I've done 68 product demos. So wow. 68 product demos of different webinar, live streaming, or event platforms. And one of the, the most constant feedback that I've been getting from each one of them as I've been asking questions is I would say like, well, oh, how many times do you hear speakers request the ability to do you know, pre-recorded and live. How many times do you, a speaker asks to bring, you know, slides in virtually rather than, you know, talking over. And almost every one of these product companies are saying never speakers aren't wow. asking for it. Wow. And I think, you know, as speakers, we've, we've kind of came to this spot where someone says, we would love to pay you to be on a webinar. They bring you on a webinar and we say, what, what kind of content do you want? And they'll say pre-recorded or they'll say show up live. And we kind of leave it at that. And I think for all of us speakers, you know, and this took me a while to learn, you know, it was like, I didn't want to be a diva, right? I didn't want to ask for blue, blue M&Ms.
0: Right. But I also learned delicious.
1: They are delicious. It took me a while to learn that if I wasn't asking for what I wanted, the type of microphone, the type of setup, that I wasn't able to deliver my best from stage. Okay. And if I had to challenge speakers in that, in this you know, virtual space, especially webinars, mm-hmm. it's up to us to push back and say, hey, I, I think that's a great idea, but 60 minutes of me talking on video Probably is going to bore the average person sitting in front of yes. a screen. Yes. What are some other things that we can do? And so I would say the like the, the that's the longest answer to your question. But the part of that that I think is you know really interesting is. A, a webinar that's not boring versus one that is boring, mm-hmm. I believe, is us that are our responsibility is to deliver our message. And the ones that are, are not boring are the ones where the speaker decided, I'm not going to let the platform or the brand dictate how I'm going to deliver the, my content. And I'm going to leverage the virtual arena around me to really stand out and maintain that attention.
0: So you're basically telling us to put on a producer hat. It requires you because for instance, I know for me, Brian, this is not my space, but right after, you know, all the event cancellations came in, everyone's talking video and I'm I'm not reactionary. I like to kind of watch and see what clients are actually saying they need. Well, when I started getting all these clients calling in saying, can you produce video? Can you do this? Can you do this kind of some recorded someone? I was like, surely I can. And what I noticed was, is it required a different hat because now I was thinking about it almost from someone who makes a movie, like how to, you know, artistic pieces. So it requires a shift. So let's talk virtual delivery. What equipment do speakers need at a minimum? So we're talking about making sure that we don't look craptastic. If there's just a way for me to just put it straight here. What do we need at a minimum to create virtual talks that look like quality?
1: So this is a big one, and I think you know uh, I'm I'm the technology geek that has a little bit of everything, but I'm also one that loves a balance of simplicity quality okay. and also limiting the amount of variables that can go wrong. And I know not everyone is tech into the tech. Like I, I really enjoy it, but most people are amazed when they're like, wait, that's the setup you use when you deliver. And I'm like, yes, because if I want to be able to focus on other things, I want to make sure that I can, you know, kind of adjust. And so I think the number one thing is, you know, not only how you look on there, but making sure to kind of eliminate some of the distractions that happen. And so, a web camera that isn't the one that's in your laptop is essential. Now, <laughs> in our current environment, there's really no web cameras available on Amazon at the moment. Like everything's sold out. Yeah, they, but they jacked I, up I the price on a yeah, lot of them. The ones I, that are remaining
0: really, are like really, five. Like my Logitech that I have, the HD one, yep. it's now going for five times its price the last time I saw it a week and a half ago.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's not worth, like we're competing with speakers. Like I had to buy one for my daughter's laptop so that my daughters can do school online, right? You know, it's definitely, so I think that's a really important one. Another one is, you know, especially as speakers, we want to have a microphone that allows us the freedom to express, right? I move, I talk with my hands, we like to move. Um, and I think that it's important to have an external microphone mm-hmm. so that, A, that you can express with your hands, but B, if you get some of the the right external microphones, you don't have to have headphones because the thing about it is if you're using the audio from your laptop, the microphone and the speaker are too close together. You're going to get the echo and that's why everyone has headsets on. And I think that's usually, that's a big difference between, you know, when you're starting to get more comfortable, you're able to be more engaging when you're starting to remove some of those things that we're just not used to. And so I use a Blue Yeti. It's a Blue Yeti microphone um, because it plugs in the USB, so yep. it's very you know you don't need an audio board, you don't need all of these other things, and it, it, it's very it's directional as well. So I can actually set it directly in front of my laptop, uh, as actually we're recording right now, and I don't have any interference, no you know disconnect between that, and so those two are very important and then probably the lighting is the, is the third piece that I think a lot of us worry about and you know it's lighting as far as you know putting lighting around us but also making sure there's not lighting behind us right and you know having that light that comes over your shoulder we've all been on those calls where you're like yes everything's washed out and so you know the ring lights that are available you know I, I think we've seen like Instagram stars use them to start right. off with I absolutely love them and you can get one of those for about 150 bucks okay. uh, and some of them are even cheaper that aren't you know you can dim but I think having like a basic ring light, having a web camera that is, you know, uh, you know, is separate and then having a microphone that, that allows you not to have to wear headphones. You know, that would be the, I think the three minimum things that you're going to want. Uh, probably the fourth for me is the ability to stand. Okay. And I think that's so important. Like I'm standing right now for this and it's just the, that, you know, like I said, as a speaker, Video can be intimidating. We don't oftentimes think like a creator. And what I've learned is I don't ever think of myself as a creator. I was someone that fell in love with these different mediums. And one of the things you'll notice and, and those that you know, get to know me more is that I don't create oftentimes like a creator. I create like a speaker that is figuring out how to do it. So for me, a standing desk, or I, people have seen on my Instagram, like I, in the hotel rooms, I would stack, you know, I would put like the, the coffee table on top <laughs> I've of I've
0: seen the, that. I've seen you do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, it's that eye level, right? And right. now all of a sudden, I'm back on my feet. I don't have headphones on. The, the lighting around me is good. And all of a sudden, I'm back in, you know, I'm closer to my stage environment um, than a Sitting down, headphones on. I can't only move like a foot because my headphone cord is that small. You right. know, once we start to eliminate some of those variables and include some of the things that we're comfortable with, it definitely, you know, helps kind of change that game.
0: Okay. So last question, you have been so amazingly generous. And I know there's there's people listening right now that are already creating their little list of things they need to do. They're already realizing, wait, wait, I can't just slap my keynote, uh, you know, and just get on there. I have to rethink the experience. Last question. Are there any tech toys or any software that you are absolutely loving right now in the digital delivery space? So this
1: one's, this one's interesting as well because you know, as a, someone that's in live video, I've done a lot of live streaming from my phone. I've helped launch it for like IBM, Dell, Samsung, a lot of those companies. You know, a lot of the things we've done is from our phone, right? I, I mean, I did 24 hours at the Super Bowl two years ago, and it was at you know, with the Super Bowl as the brand, and it was all from my iPhone, right? So oh, wow. there's that ability to be like, wait a second, we can you know use and press any button. But I think as presenters, the slides were the thing that we've always been attached to because of what we've delivered offline. When we think about a slide now, the slide, if, if, if we're gonna think about it from an attention perspective, takes up a lot of real estate on the screen. And you know, our audience could be on a phone, they might be on a laptop, they might be on an iPad. And so I do think it's important for us to rethink about that delivery. Now, mm-hmm. in the YouTube space, or if you're going to go into a broadcasting space, there's things like overlays and lower thirds and a lot of that environment. But we also want as speakers know that we don't want to distract or take away from the video that we're delivering. And so uh, I've been testing out lots of different scenarios, uh, different tools. And for me, it's a, it's a balance of how do I still be able to convey my message and use the visuals and things that I want to while also not adding too many complexities that it really takes away. And okay. so one of the tools I just recently discovered was Prezi Video. Okay. And I think most of us are familiar with Prezi, which is the, you know, yeah. it kind of worms around. And I was always overwhelmed by Prezi. I, there, I've seen some amazing presenters to use Prezi. Um, but for me, it was always like, wow, I'm going to have to recraft everything. Well. Prezi uh, video, I guess, was rolled out a couple months ago. I wasn't aware of it at the time. But what it's nice about it is you can actually use the video templates to wow. create different graphics. And, of course, they move on screen, but your vid- they overlay on your video. And so, okay. you know, at first when I did it, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to redesign everything. Mm-hmm. But then I started to look at the templates and was like, okay, well, if it's just positioning it next to me on the video, mm-hmm. now I can just start, you know, kind of playing around with it and tweaking it. And what's really nice is the – if you use Prezi video and I've, now, since I've now been using it, and uh, I've had three calls with their CEO. I've been helping them with ideas from a speaker's perspective on some of the the nuances, but it allows you to record your videos using Prezi, or you can actually turn it on as a virtual camera, and I could include the Prezi right in the Zoom window that we're recording this on, or last night, I gave a a webinar to a team in Australia using GoToWebinar, Mm -hmm. and I did it all through Prezi Video, and I can tell you it was 11 graphics, and I did about 20, 25 minute uh, presentation. Uh, I took like a deck that was probably 35 uh, slides long. And I really just focused on those key points. And then I used a graphic or a photo to visualize it. And what was really neat was, you know, it's just clicking the next button and I, you know, I had it connected to the go to webinar, and they overlaid next to me. So you still see me. It doesn't okay. switch the screen. It doesn't, you know, blow out either way. Oh, that's
0: powerful. I'm just now catching on yeah. visually. So it just what drops from
1: saying. the top of the video. So as I'm clicking, it's just sitting here, you know, right on the screen. And it's really, you know, it, one of the things I've noticed is it gets people excited for what's next okay. which is you know let's let's face it we've seen so many powerpoint decks mm-hmm. i don't think we ever get excited for what's next right like it, no. that's a very hard um piece of it and so prezi video uh, you know i i give them a lot of credit and i will tell you the first call I had with the CEO, they didn't We were like, Oh, well we're, we're doing it for, you know, YouTubers. And then the second call, he put me with the, their video team. And he was like, we've never heard requests from this kind of idea. And so, right. you know, there's some things that they're going to uh, enhancements. They're adding uh, the ability for us to create our own templates, uh, even be able to create templates and share. So that's one of the things that, you know, I've been thinking about is like, how can I create some speaker friendly templates? Cause some of them will cover like, you know, half of the screen or three quarters of the screen. Um, and so there's like little things like that. So Prezi video has been really nice. And then I think you can also think about it from a standpoint of you know some of the live video tools that are out there will also allow some of those components. And so the other tool, I'll give two uh, that, are, that are probably the best is uh, Ecamm Live. Okay. Of it. And so what Ecamm is, is, it's a, not a browser base, you will install it on your uh, Mac, but the nice thing about what Ecamm does is it it gives you what they call the, the, their overlay scenes. Okay. And So if you know that you're gonna talk about like three main stories, okay. and maybe you want to change the visuals just based on those three stories, you can configure those scenes ahead of time. And then as you're presenting, you just hit the button next, and it changes. It can change everything from the graphics. You can go from a virtual back, you know, a virtual background, which we're seeing a lot of people use, to non-virtual background. You know, with the click of one button, you can add some, you know, graphics. I actually tested out last night during my presentation. Uh, I was quoting Brene Brown, and I used a hologram of Brene Brown. So she was, okay. she was like literally standing next to me, and you know, and for me, it was, you know, it's one of those things where. That is kind of that, you know, changing up that dynamic. And so those two tools right now are ones that I think can are allowing us, you know, virtual cameras, some overlays. But I also think, you know, even in our presentations, if you are going to use a slide deck, you mm-hmm. start to think about, you know, like we've I've been presenting with GIFs for a long while, right. but even, okay, what is a GIF? How can we turn a GIF into something that is more compelling, right? So mm-hmm. even if you're, you're having a GIF playing and then maybe the audio plays in it too. And because you know, I've always been one, you know, we both talk about technology and innovation. Right. It's been a little bit hesitant to include video or audio yeah. in my presentations because let's face it, you know, depending on where we're at. And so I think they're going to see some more tools in this space. Uh, if you, anyone uses Keynote, Keynote just rolled out new templates within the last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Zoom is also working on um, some interactivity where we can reshape the size and the look of our uh, our slides. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's my challenge. I get I love you know as a speaker I love working with other speakers as well to. Not only rethink how we capture their attention, right. but kind of design virtual elements that keep it fresh. You know, and I I turned my my main talk, uh, my main sixty minute talk uh, into eight minute chunks, and so I have five eight minute chunks that I can deliver on demand wherever I needed. Right. And one of the things I'm doing is all eight every all of the five eight minute chunks each eight minutes is going to be delivered differently. So one will maybe use the Prezi slides, one will use like a hologram or a visual, one might be more zoomed in video where I'm getting a little bit more intimate, right? Like kind of using all of these dynamics. And so uh, I think we're going to see lots of tools emerge, lots of software emerge, but I think probably the most important for us as speakers is start thinking about virtual first, right? We, 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 if we take what we do offline and put it online, The disconnect is going to be there, but if we say, hey, this is a story I want to convey and these are the virtual things around me that are available, Mm -hmm. I really think we're going to see some really innovative approaches to, you know, giving these virtual events.
0: NSA leadership, staff, and members have been abundantly generous with business growing information as we're all called to pivot to better serve our clients. If you're a member of the National Speakers Association, be sure to check out our members-only Facebook page daily. You'll find financial resources, technology tips, and even how-to information as we're all in a space of intense learning and rapid adaption. If you're not a member of the National Speakers Association, what are you waiting for? Visit nsaspeaker.org for more information. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. I'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.